Wow, what a, what a great time already today, huh? Hallelujah. I'm getting used to this new style of receiving tithes and offering with, with the uh, bags, so bear with me if I forget. And uh, we do want to acknowledge that, you know, God's, God's plan for the support of his work is tithes and offerings, and his, he's designed it in a way that not only is there food in the house of God for ourselves and for expanding the kingdom in our city, but that it all comes back on us and we cannot give him. And uh, the promise to test him in this, says the Lord, test me, test me on this promise. See, what, see if I don't come through for you. And uh, it's a great reality when we have that revelation and discovered that in tithing, we cannot outgive God and he causes us to live in an open heaven of anticipation, expectation of his miraculous provision for us. It's a great way to live. It's a great way to shatter fear of financial loss off of ourselves. It's a great way just to shatter it, just to break it all the way off of us. Is, is that commitment to tithing and, 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 and giving. Um, I'd like to share about an anticipation of thanksgiving. And my own personal uh, delight in praising and thanking God includes the phrase, every day I include it in my own personal prayer times and through the day, I, I live a life that's often prefaced with a prayer that goes like this, Dear God, I praise you and I thank you for. And then I just give him my list. List of things. I have 72 things that I've got from the scriptures. And I post them once in a while. Many of you have seen those. Being righteousified, being chosen, the blessing of reading the word, all things working together for good. If God is for us, who can be against us? We are dearly loved children. All these things that just rock my heart when I pray those prayers of thanksgiving. Kingdom blessings, things we have in the kingdom. As well as I have a list um, that I call my amazement and awe and astonishment and wonder list. (laughs) And I keep a current list of crazy, amazing things that God does. I was... As you know, um, on my dad's, uh, with my dad's, part of my dad's blessing to me, um, Brennan and I were able to celebrate her 70th birthday by going to, going to the Dominican Republic for um, a vacation that was very interesting in lots of different levels. <laughs> but my heart cry is always for the kingdom, first and foremost. And I remember praying one morning. I hadn't, I hadn't seen anything that inspired awe in me for a while. That was a kingdom thing. I saw a lot of beautiful scenery and, and stuff, but beautiful uh, seas and w- rain that was warm. Like, where do you, where do you get that? <laughs> that's, that's a real... Uh, but I was praying that morning, God, I need, I, please give me something that inspires awe astonishment, amazement, and wonder in my heart today. Please just give me something. I'm looking, I'm anticipating that from you. 
And that day we were scheduled to go on a horse, horseback ride. Brenda had always wanted to go on a horseback ride. I grew up with horses, so I was, I, I, I was looking forward to that. And so we were given our horses, and I got this, I got like the worst horse of the bunch. <laughs> he was so rebellious. I tried to get him to go, and he wouldn't go. Then on the way back to the barn, I tried to get him to slow down, and he wouldn't slow down. <laughs> it was comical. But you know what his name was? Wonder Boy. Do you, sense, do you see God's sense of humor in that? That morning, God, I need a wonder. Come on. Okay, we'll just do it this way, Mickelson. There's eight horses, and you get the one called Wonder Boy. So, so in the midst of crazy, I got blessed. In the midst of a rebellious whatever kind of horse he was, I don't know. <laughs> you know, just between you and me, The best way to ride a horse is either to walk or to gallop. The way to ride a horse is hardest and most difficult for a 66-year-old body is trotting. So, just so you know, I'm recovering. <laughs> recovering. In Isaiah 60, verse 1 and 2, the prophet speaks about some things to be praising and thankful for that have a nuance different than some of the traditional things that we think of in terms of anticipating Thanksgiving this coming Thursday. And I wanna, don't have time to share fully, um, but I would like to say the points and just make a couple of comments, perhaps on each one of the four observations I want to make. The first one is, dear God, I praise you and I thank you for your glory that has risen upon me for the sake of others. And here's the, the verse, anticipating the coming of Christ. Now, I know there's lots in the Old Testament about the Jewish uh, nation, Jewish people. But I want to tell you that often there's a dis discussion, sometimes a disagreement. Is this for the nation of Israel or is this for spiritual Israel, the church? Which is it? I want to say prophecy, prophecy has multiple levels of meaning. And I, I take every single prophecy. The Bible says all the, all the promises of God are yes in Christ Jesus. So every positive promise in all the Bible, old and new, in Christ Jesus, it's yes to my soul. So it, even, even if there's a level of, of application to the nation of Israel, I am, I'm grafted in anyway, and the blessing is to Abraham and his seed, and the, his seed is Jesus, and I'm in Jesus, so I get, I'm a target, there's a big target on my back, blessing that, that God hits, and, is, and, on you, and with you too, but here it is. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. You ever feel like there's darkness covering the earth? And deep darkness, the people. There is deep darkness over people that don't follow Jesus Christ. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. 
So there is a glory and a light on you. And there's something that you are supposed to do about it. And it's not this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. There is this powerful anointing of light. Jesus says, I, I am, I am God, the light. And he's almost certainly partly at least referencing this. I am the light, therefore you shine. <laughs> I am the light of the whole world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Therefore, you arise. You shine. You shine because I am the light. And when you stand up and do anything in response to the Holy Spirit, you, you are shining, and it is mighty, and it is a privilege and an honor and a blessing that as we approach Thanksgiving, I hope you will often think about, savor, and appreciate that the calling of God and purpose of God on your life is to live out all of your days in this time of the, of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit before Christ comes back to arise and to shine because your light has come. It's guaranteed. I um, Often when I'm away geographically, often we'll have God dreams that are encouraging or directing um, for me in leadership of this work, this church, uh, and myself. And they came this time in four dreams um, related to my mentor, Pastor John Lancaster. I had, I'd never dream about him, or hardly ever, but I had four dreams in a row about him. And essentially, I'm not going to go into much detail about this or really any, but just to say that the, the main themes were to tell the church, to tell you, by the Spirit, prophetically, that no matter what is happening circumstantially in the USA, the world, or in your personal circumstances, the anointing is abiding in you. Fully and uninhibited. Not hindered one little bit by any outward circumstances. Then, that was the first dream. The second dream was to tell you that your own failings, your own disappointments in yourself, your own sins, the stuff you have struggled with in the past or yesterday, that is not going to hinder the full expression of the anointing. The anointing abides, lives in you. You, it, it, it's not going to hurt it. You can break it off. You can break that off. I'm not advocating that you stay in your, your sins. But I'm just saying that that condemnation that can, that can hassle you and keep you is not, um, it's a lie from the devil. You can retreat. The anointing abides. And it's not the kind of anointing, it's not the kind of anointing that says, Wow, we really had an anointed service that time. I'm talking about an anointing that is 100% with you 
24-7. Has nothing to do with feelings. Has nothing to do with what kind of mood you're in. It's a place to live from. It is a rock-solid platform and springboard for all of life to serve in the Holy Spirit. To arise and shine from. And the other one was just an encouragement um, as a church. The, the, the first one was the anointing, the anointing abides um, rel, irrespective of circumstances. The second was the anointing uh, uh, abides irrespective of what's going on in your inner world. You, you can retreat deep into the presence of God, the anointing of God, and live from that, that anointing. And the third had to do with encouragement that you already are with reference to the Great Commission reaching out in your personal way, not as a clone of me or any of anyone else, your way, there is an anointing of amazing effectiveness on what you are already doing and will continue to do through Jesus, through your personality. You have an amazing anointing to interact and interface with the culture, the people in this culture who are lost. You're already doing great, and there's an, there is a, an abiding anointing to continue even with increase, as the prophetic word said today. We haven't seen nothing yet. And the, other, and the other thing was uh, had to do with anointing amongst, amongst the fourth dream, anointing in, in fellowship. It's a powerful... You know in a, in a dream when you feel the glory or the anointing, there's no limits on it? You know? It's that kind of thing. I think that the dreams where you feel the anointing beyond limits, the, the euphoria beyond limits, the ecstasy beyond limits, that is more... Dreams do not inhibit... Like our, uh, sometimes our own rationality can inhibit when, they're not, when, when you're thinking about it without being a dream. Sometimes the dreams are more accurate to the word of God than your life is. And there is this incredible, in terms of your fellowship, ability to stir each other up with this incredible power to bless, 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 bless each other. So that's my message today. I'm not, can, I might preach on this some more because there's a lot of good stuff in Isaiah 60. So, Pat, if you would just come. In fact, yeah, yeah, come on, Pat, and, and, and play some music here for us. And let's stand together. And the, and the truth is setting us free. And the Spirit of God, even as these different words have been released today are blessing and serving and encouraging. But I, I, feel, I feel like there's just one word that God spoke to me about to give to you through that, those prophetic... And there's, there was four dreams. That's like uh, in the Bible, four, four winds. Four winds of the Spirit. Four corners of the earth. Four Gospels, quadrosonic, God's saying it from every direction. He wants to encourage us with this one word. Your anointing is abiding and it's not going to be hindered by anything outward, anything inward, any sense of, of, of self-image issues regarding what you are doing relating to the culture and trying to win souls in your personal way. 
So relax and enjoy the ride because the anointing abides. Okay? Anointing abides. God bless you. Have a great day.